1: back, everybody, to another edition of MLB TFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, July 6th edition. We have a four-game early, seven-game main slate. There's a game in Pittsburgh that will not be on the slate today because, yeah, I have no idea because they don't want to put it to start that early. It's just what, you know, DraftKings and other companies like to do. It's like those 3 o'clock afternoon games that somehow can't find a day game or a night slate to play. Blows my mind. But interesting action here. We'll break them both down for you. Let's take a quick look at the weather. Um, after that rain out last night, in Mets Washington. It sucked to lose to Grom, but uh, yeah, it was an interesting one. I gambled a little, but took most of them out. And glad I did. Um, that Pittsburgh Philly game. It's a, like I said. It's a 6:05, 3:05 Pacific. Somehow can't make either slate, uh, but there's lots of chances it rains. 50 to 60 percent chances there. So. Keep an eye on that. It's actually going to be rather warm in Colorado. We're talking mid to high 90s. Just what Colorado needs, more of a hitting environment. Um, So, yeah, Coors and your day slates. In Washington, it's chances of rain anywhere between 40 to 50% chances. It's off and on. It's chances of thunderstorms. Keep an eye on that one. That'd suck to have another rain out in Washington. Um, interesting matchup there between Fulty and Gio Gonzalez. As you go down some more, it's uh, actually pretty warm in Minnesota. It'll be in the high 80s, low 90s, but then it cools down as the night goes on, obviously. But around first pitch, they're projecting about 88, 89 degrees. So uh, rather warm for a uh, game in Minnesota between Baltimore and Minnesota, Bundy versus Barrios hitting environment, as they like to say. Other than that, pretty good. So Nationals game, Braves Nationals, chances of, rain in the evening Pittsburgh Philly for playing the all-day slate great hitting environment in Coors as we already knew but even better now so that's what you got going when it comes to the weather let's take a quick look at your totals on the day for your day slate Giants Tigers nine and a half Marlins Cardinals nine and a half Brew Crew Cubs waiting on the wind Reds Rockies twelve and a half so uh, three totals that are available on your four-game slate nine and a half nine and a half twelve and a half yep Going to the evening, if you're playing the all-day Pirates, Phillies, 9. Uh, after that, your seven-day evening slate. Braves, Nats, 9. Astros, Jays, 9. Padres, Padres Indians, 9.5. Red Sox, Rays, good pitching matchup on this one. Chris Silvers, Jacob Feria, 7.5. Orioles, Twins, 9.5. A's, Mariners, 9. And on the West Coast, another good pitching matchup. Two lefties and Diamondbacks, Dodgers, Robbie Ray versus Rich Hill, 7.5. So definitely stuff to keep an eye on On your day slate. You have four games, as I mentioned, and you're gonna kick it off with your. Um, there's two high price guys. There's two. Okay, there's two approaches to this slate. You either pay for pitching and your fade Coors, which you can do. You can definitely do. Uh, you go with like a guy like Michael Walker against the Marlins. The Marlins blew up Leak, which was rather surprising because Leak hasn't done that all year. And very sketchy, but in his last two starts, six innings each start, one earned run combined, thirty-two point five and twenty-one point nine points. But as a whole, you got an ERA over four. This price point seems a bit steep, but you know it's a four-game slate, so you gotta pick your poison. If you're paying for pitching, you're probably paying for Michael Walka. Cardinal or Marlins strikeout twenty point four percent of the time. Uh, Waka is in the last thirty days eighth best on the barrel FIP. Um, getting barreled only 0.88% of the time, striking out over 21% of the batters he's faced. So he's been good. He's been really good. Um, it's a dicey play, to say the least. But if you're paying up, you're paying for him. Cueto, I just can't trust him right now. I know he has the ability to have a great game at any time. Detroit's bats are bipolar. Uh, Ty Block shut him down. Matt Kane, they got to eventually, but still wasn't as big as you'd like. So, you know, this is probably where they blow up Cueto, or at the same time Cueto just pitches a gym, He's really, really, really struggled this year. Um, ERA above four. We're talking uh, 8.1 points his last time out. 15, 16, 2, and 5. That's his last four starts. That's You can't get, do that for over five digits. He's also third worst on the barrel fifth the last 30 days, getting barreled 6.7% of the time. He's walking almost 12% of the batters he faces and only striking out 14. That is not a guy in the five-digit range. If he pitches great, he pitches great, but that is not what you're looking for. So I'd avoid Cueto. Uh, Zach Davies for Milwaukee against Chicago. Now he's a higher price armor, He's eighty-eight hundred, but at the same time, these are the kind of plays I like uh, for GPP because you're not going to. Most guys are going to be all over Chicago bats. Zach Davies is Zach Davies. He's got a reputation of being beaten up, but he's actually pitched well of late. Um, at least his last two starts: fifteen point three and sixteen point eight. Six innings, seven innings, four earned and zero earned. There are options there. So you could gamble with the likes of Zach Davies, who, um, like I said, not the best of arms. He's like a, it's like a 50-50 gamble with Zach Davies. in 8,800 bucks, which is steep. It's very steep, but on a four-game slate. These are the kind of GPP plays. You saw how Blake Snell actually pitched really well yesterday. That helped guys cash. Like, that's the kind of stuff you have to be willing to do. Uh, in the same matchup, Mike Montgomery at 7,800 bucks. He should be chalky. He's been really, really good. Um, His price point's going up. He's been in the sixes and fives all year, but he's going six innings or more in three straight starts. Um, He's got you basically 14 or more points in three straight, uh, 11 or more in six straight, almost 12 or more in six straight. 12 doesn't sound like much, but on this slate, that could be better than most pitchers. Uh, Milwaukee does strike out over 26% of the time versus lefties. Um, a ground ball rate of almost 61% for Montgomery, which I love his walk rate, so it kills him at almost 11.3%. Last 30 days, though, he's 20th best on the barrel. Fifth getting barreled 1.55% of the time, striking out 22.5% of the batters he's facing. So, you know, Milwaukee's got a ton of power. There's no doubt about it. But that strikeout rate gives him tremendous upside in this matchup. He gets to keep the ball in the park, and he's got that great ground, ground ball rate that potentially could counteract Milwaukee's power so I get the chalkiness um uh, Montgomery matchup is a good combo but if you're paying down I look at Davies and Montgomery as probably my leading two to pay down with and then the guy I match up with and this is very nasty the only other pitcher I look at so I'm looking at Waka Davies Montgomery and the last man I'm looking at yes say it with me now and I have no problem stacking the Giants bets against them but Animal Sanchez He's sixty five hundred bucks in Detroit day games. If anybody gambles day games with Anibal Sanchez in Comerica is like first five over Central, but he's actually been good lately. Um, there's a rain in Texas four starts ago, but his last three, three earned one earned two earned six and a third six five innings pitched five four five strikeouts, 15.3, 17.7, 11.9. You take any of those at sixty five hundred bucks. Now, this, this, like, I, I honestly think this is a really good punt play if you want to gamble. The Giants' bats are hot. You saw what they did yesterday. Overall, they won eight of nine in those nine games besides the loss, obviously. They, they scored in that game, too. They scored three runs, which for the Giants, that's saying something. But those eight wins, they've actually hit the ball pretty darn well. Um, downside is the Giants only strike out 19.4% of the time. Animal strikes out 20.6%. Uh, ground ball rate's not ideal, 34-2. Hard contacts there. A lot... To dislike about Annabelle, as you would expect. Giants have a good team total. Lefties 332, righties 385, but a horrific Woba and a horrific ISO against right-handed pitching. They're just, the Giants offense, as good as it's been lately, the overall stats are still just bad. But on a gamble on a four-game slate, I have zero problem wrong with Annabelle. So the four pitchers I build around, Waka, Davies, Montgomery, Annabelle, a Davies-Sanchez or a a Montgomery-Sanchez gives you all the bats in the world. All of them. You have Coors for days, just just craziness galore. If you want, um, there's just tons to target there, in those ones. So those are your options there. Uh, if you want to get real weird, you can go Tom Kohler, who uh, he's been horrible. So I really wouldn't go Tom Kohler. But if you want to get weird, you can go Kohler. But like I said, Waka, Davies, Montgomery, Sanchez, that's the build around. Uh, if you take a quick look at the bats, catchers. If you're not using Walker, really, it's not bad. Manny Pena versus a lefty Montgomery. It's forty one hundred bucks, but it's not bad at all. Buster Buster Posey versus Anibal at four K. I really like Alex Avila. These fucking catchers are expensive. Alex Avila crushes right-handed pitching. Four K versus Cueto, not shabby at all. Um, as you go down, Yadier Molina thirty six versus Kohler, some value there. If you go down some more. Maybe Tucker Barnhart or Troy Walters in the Coors matchup. Barnhart 34, Walters 3K. Hannigan got the start yesterday for Colorado. He's 3K as well if you want, so the Coors catchers are cheaper than most. But uh, day game after night game, might get some backups catching so you can save some even more money at catcher and load up on the bigger bats. Like first base, Votto at 57 versus Chatwood, that's outstanding. Uh, Rizzo versus Davies, 4,900 is great because – As much as I like Davies, as well as he's pitched overall this season for Davies, um, you look at uh, his numbers. Lefties are hitting 347, righties 313. It's always been a problem with lefties for Zach Davies. So Rizzo at 49 is not bad. You got Mark Reynolds and Coors at 48. Eric Thames hits lefties well. He's 46. But uh, Matt Carpenter at 43 versus Kohler is not bad at all. Brandon Belt, 42 versus Annibal. You got to like that kind of stuff. If you're fading Annibal, for Animal, lefties 332, righties 385. Justin Bourne went deep yesterday's 42. Mentioned Posey and Avila. You got Miggy Cabrera at 37, V Mart at 36. V Mart's actually been, I still rarely ever playing, so play him because I play Miguel Cabrera if I have to. But V Mart, back to back double digit gains 14 and 19 respectively. Swinging a good stick at the moment. Um,. As you go down some more. If you want to punt with the Cardinals, Jose Martinez, he's first base outfield eligible. He's 3,100 versus Kohler. That's got some upside. Same with uh, Luke Voigt. If he gets to start, he's 2,900 versus Kohler. A couple options at the first base position for you. Going over second base, you got Scooter Jeanette and Coors at 47. He just continues to hit the baseball. It's amazing. Paul DeJong, power upside at 42. Ian Happ at 42. That guy is just something special. Ian Kinsler at 41. Disappointment last night. Joe Panic at 39. You got Praza and Coors at 39. That price tags jumped. He was like 33 for two straight days. Um, as you go down some more, you got like Benny Zobrist at 35 with some upside. Uh, if Greg Garcia cracks the lineup. He's 3,100. He's second base, third base eligible versus Kohler. It's not bad at all as a punt. But that's about all you got there. Let's head over to third base where you're led by Nolan Arenado at 56 versus Romano. Colorado's a great stack. You got Romano making another spot start. For Cincy, where he only went three innings, his first spot start, got hit around pretty good. Uh, Chris Bryant, 43, versus Zach Davies. Uh, Suarez and Coors at 42. Castellanos at 39. He was hitting second last night. I like him there. For a while, they had him down at seventh. If he's back up at the top of the order, his value goes up big time for me. Uh, Hernan Perez versus the lefty Montgomery. third-base outfield eligible at 37. Prado and Dietrich. Prado, 35. Dietrich, 34. Mentioned Greg Garcia as an option. And then Guan Huang of the Giants, he's 27 as a punt third baseman if you need to go that direction. Shortstop, I got Cozart and Coors at 47, Trevor Story at four. Orlando Arcee is 42 versus Montgomery. That price tag continues to skyrocket. It's hard to start paying that much for him. He's playing really well, but that spot in the order is tough. I mentioned Pat Vileka yesterday as a value play. 3700 a day, that's value again. I hope some of you guys played him three for four with a homer, three ribbies, run score, 24 points. And he was only, just closed it. He's only 3,500 in Coors. That's crazy. He's 37 a day. He's not going to do that every day, but that's just tremendous upside. Amarista in Coors at 3,300. It's not bad either. If you want to roll the dice with Brandon Crawford versus Annabelle Sanchez, he's only 3K. Our boy JT Riddle's 3K. His price tag has gone up as he's had some really good games this week. Uh, seven more points last night. Our boy getting it done. Going to the outfield, we're looking at uh, Blackman at 59 is a tremendous play. He should be over 6,000 against Romano. Duvall at 53. Tommy Pham is on fire right now. He's 4800 bucks versus Kohler. 18 points last night. He's averaging 12.6 his last 10 days. He 18 last night, 0 the night before, but 26, 18, 0, 10, 14, 7, 10, 23. So he pretty much double digits when he does something. And he only had two zeros. The worst he had other than that was a seven. Not bad for 4800 bucks. You got Scooter Jeanette at 47. JD Martinez at 46. Ryan Braun at 46 versus a lefty. I mentioned Thames. Yellick's hot, hot, hot. He's 45. Uh, Justin Upton swinging a hot bat as well. He's 43. You got Cargo and Coomers at 43. Ramel Tappy, a bat in second for Colorado up to 43. That's still good. Belt at 42. Ozuno went deep again yesterday. He's 42. Ian Happ, I mentioned, a 42. Stanton went deep yesterday twice. He's 41. Shevler and Coolers is 41. That's very nice. Denard Span at 4K. Leading off is not bad at all. Um, Pence is actually kind of heating up, sort of. He's 3800 for Sanchez is not shabby. I can see that happening. Uh, Zobra's 35. John Jay, I tell you, he keeps leading off. He keeps raking, guys. 18 more points last night with another home run. Averaging almost seven points a game in his last 10. He's 3,500. There are worse leadoff guys you could play a lot more for. As you go down, I mentioned Jose Martinez at 3,100. Keon Broxton had a big game yesterday at 31. He's so, so streaky. So streaky, but back to back double digit games might be worth writing that one versus the lefty Montgomery at 3,100. Um. You really don't need to go too cheap today unless you're getting some Coors guys and you got to fill in. Like I mentioned, Austin Slater yesterday. 2,400 for Sanchez. Today, still not a bad play if you need to punt at 2,400. Uh, but that'll do it. That's your four-game early slate. Uh, not too much, like I mentioned. You're either paying up for Waka or you're going Davies, Montgomery, and Annable. Those are the guys I'd be looking at. Uh, there's other guys that could go off, but those are the four I am looking at. Now let's get into the insanely loaded pitching slate, the seven game slate, where we have five pitchers over ten thousand dollars, and we have a ninety six hundred dollar guy. So basically, we're looking at uh, say six guys in the upper echelon price wise. Chris Sale thirteen thousand three hundred leads the way at Tampa Bay. Uh, this it's Chris Sale. I like, guess is one of the guys you just don't really have to worry about coming off thirty seven point six points. Let's just let's just talk K's. Eleven, nine, ten, ten, seven, nine, nine, and then six, and then just double digits galore. Um, he did have, face Tampa Bay earlier this year, seven innings, three earned, twelve Ks for thirty five point four. Tampa Bay strikes out almost more than anybody in baseball. They do have a ton of power. They can hit lefties. This is proven. But um yeah, when you strike out almost uh I gotta go all the wrong sheet. There's 26.4 or 26.5 percent of the timers left easy at Chris Sale's swinging strike rate at 16 percent, second best last 30 days at barrel thip, getting barrel 2.13 percent of the time, striking out over 33 percent of the batters he faces. Chris Sale definitely in play if you want to spend up. Watch the weather in this one, but this is a GPP ownership play for me. It's Gio Gonzalez. He's averaging almost 20 points a game. He's 11,300, which I still think is insane for Gio, but that's what makes him GPP relevant. Before his last start at 11-7, he was below 10 all year, and he goes out last start at St. Louis, seven innings, two hits, one or nine Ks for 29.4 points, eight or more Ks in three straight starts. He's at home, given the weather. I mentioned that, but uh, Gio facing a Braves, team that strikes out only 18.4% of the time versus lefties, in the last 30 days, Gio is 11th best at the barrel. fifth getting broke 1.97% of the time. Striking out almost 29% of the batters he's facing. And his walk rate, which was killing him, is down to about 7.9%, which is still not good. Way better than his overall. Um, this is GPP. This is ownership-wise. You do not play this in cash. There's tremendous upside. You're out of SunTrust. You're in Washington. Lots to like about Gio in this matchup. Uh, the Braves, you know, Tampa Bay had the lowest team total. On the evening, or no, they don't. They have the second lows. Braves have the third lows at 4.04. You got lefties hitting 257, righties 321 versus Gio. He makes for an interesting pivot off guys playing for sale or paying down for the next guy. So, Gio is definitely on my radar tonight. Lance McCullers 11k at Toronto. People are going to panic. He's facing the Blue Jays in that ballpark. They have beat up Pineta. He got beat up by the Yankees his last time out, giving up three runs in five and a third, still struck out six. Prior to that, eight Ks in three straight starts. That was only a second start back from the DL last time out. He got 13.2 points. Prior to that, it was 26.9 at Seattle. He's at Toronto. He's actually been better on the road than at home this year, but not dramatically. Um, you're looking at McCullers. Toronto strikes out 20.6% of the time versus righties. McCullers strikes, or McCullers strikes out 29% he faces. Swinging strike right around 13 Low hard contact rate, and the part that I love in that ballpark, a 64% ground ball rate. When that curveball is flipping, they aren't doing garbage. They have a low team total of 4.24, uh, which is four, sixth lowest on the slate. Lefty's hitting 289, righty's only 300 versus McCullers. He makes for an interesting GPP play as well. The blister god, Rich Hill. I'm not playing Robbie Ray. I am a big Robbie Ray fan. But A, the Dodgers bats are just hot. And B, um, Ray just something's not right with him lately. Just really isn't. For a price tag of ten five, his last three starts, 17-5, 17-7, 10.8. You need the mid-20s probably. At least, least 20s. But mid-20s. So if he pitches great, I'm all for it. I love him. They're going to beat the Dodgers. Big fan all around. But I'm going to Rich Hill at 10-2, the blister god, who I mentioned I liked him last time out. I'm starting to believe in him. If these blisters are healed, that's a big if. But he's got three straight starts of, uh, well, four straight. He went 105 four starts ago. But they're letting him go around 100 pitches. Um, he went seven innings and back-to-back starts, 11-7, 8-ers. K's in his last three. 38.8, 19.6, 25.1 are his DraftKings points. We've seen two straight nights what lefties can do to Arizona. It's not pretty. Uh, They strike out almost 25% of the time versus lefties. Rich Hill in the last 30 days, 13th best on the barrel. fifth striking out almost 30% of the batters he faces. Walk rate still scary of almost 12%, but uh, a barrel percentage of only 1.68. Definitely limiting the hard contact. The curveball is flipping. Uh, So Rich Hill, definitely worth a look. Arizona has the lowest team total on the board. Lower than Tampa Bay versus Chris Sale at 3.40. Lefties 278, righties 261. Burst sale and I've mentioned two nights in a row now how the Rock or uh, the D backs do struggle against left-handed pitching. Rich Hill, he might only go four or five innings, but if his pitch kind of stays the way it is, like it has been, like you know, Alex Wood last night was phenomenal. Uh he's getting you at least six, hopefully seven innings, and the K upside is tremendous at ten thousand two hundred dollars. And the last guy in this upper teal- tier is Jose Barrios. Coming off back-to-back really, really rocky starts for him, four point seven points, fourteen point three. Prior to that, was filthy this year. Has been filthy this year. Um, he faced Baltimore earlier this year in Baltimore, six and a third, four hits, three earned seven Ks for twenty-two point seven points. Um, people are going to stray away from him after his last two starts, wondering if the Barrios of old is back. And hey, it could be. But this kid has it. And I'm not running away from two bad starts. He's young. He's facing a Baltimore team that strikes out 23% of the time. A Baltimore team that just disappears. Matt Garza shut them down last night. The Baltimore offense is bad. They have tremendous power, so they can go off at any day. That's obvious. But with their strikeout rate, Barrio strikes out 24.6%. Doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. There's a lot to like there. Um, Baltimore's team totals middle of the pack at 443. Uh, very intriguing matchup with Berrios. I think it's a decent GPP play. So up top, I got Sale number one, Rich Hill number two, Geo three, McCullers four, Berrios five. McCullers and Geo, you can mix and match if you want. But uh, Sale and Rich Hill are who I'm going to battle with. And then the other guy's more like a GPP angle if you want to gamble some more. But Sale and Hill are my more comfortable plays I'm going with. Hopefully they stay comfortable. Now as you drop down after Berrios, it goes all the way to 8300 bucks, And we're talking... Jake Faria at home against those Boston Red Sox bats who were hot but that was Texas outside of Texas they've been not not much to talk about and this kid's averaging 24 drafting points two two three ERA. he's been outstanding uh, last start at Baltimore six and two thirds four hits two earns, six Ks his case six seven nine eight five in his five starts absolutely loving that um, has not faced Boston yet this year but the kid's been great uh he has one start one start below 20 points now 16.7 the kid has been really really good I, i'm waiting for that banana pill because he's a kid and it's coming but until it does like you gotta ride this boston doesn't strike out a ton 18.5 percent i mentioned faria has got his strikeout right through the roof swinging strike rate at 12.3 percent doesn't walk a lot He's been pitching so well, in the last 30 days, he's entered the barrel fifth leaderboard, number 23, getting barreled a little less than 4% of the time, but a K rate of 27.6% and a walk rate of 5.5. That's a lot to like with a very young pitcher and some tough matchups in the AL East. He's had some really tough matchups. So Farah at 83, definitely on my board. And then Denilson Lamette, 7,100 at Cleveland. We saw what Perdomo did. He pitched great, very good at... Um, even Miranda at 5,900 got you double digits and he pitched like dog garbage. It's the power of the strikeouts, folks. That's what we target, guys, are strikeouts. Danelson Lamette has those strikeouts. Averaging 18 points a game on the season. Last three starts, 32-8, 17-1, 29-1. He had two hiccups. But prior to those two hiccups, he was phenomenal again. Back-to-back 23-plus point performances. So as a whole, he's got four starts of 23 or more one at 17 one and then two bad starts not bad for a kid um strikeouts are there eight five 12 six his last four going up against the cleveland team that uh where's my little there he is. strikes out almost 20 percent of time versus righties you got laments small sample but his k rates over 32 percent swinging strike rate of 14 percent does give up some hard contact that is something to definitely worry about He's phenomenal against right-handed batters. Struggles versus lefties. Uh, 5-2-1 team total for Cleveland. Lefties hit 421. Righties a buck 97. Cleveland does have a slew of lefties. So that part does scare me. We know Cleveland can crush the baseball. But lefties also crush Perdomo. It's kind of pick your poison. Perdomo is a ground ball pitcher, which plays a lot better for him. The not only at 36.6% ground ball rate. So... Lamette has the potential to get blown up, but he's got much, much better strikeout stuff. So, it's a GPP play. It's not a cash game play. It's GPP at 7,100. So, the middle tier has got two guys. And Faria, by far, in a way, is my number one. And then Lamette's an interesting gamble if you want to gamble. Like, if you want to pay up for one of the gambles and take him, you got two gamble pitchers. If they pay off, you're good. you go got one gamble, one safe. Whatever matchup you want, it just depends on how much risk you want to take. But the riskier you are, if they hit, usually the better off things work. But it's a massive risk. It's just the way it goes. But Faria very solid one-two punch in the middle. Then down below, I'm not in love with anything. There's one I like a lot just for the upside gamble. But the first two, got Josh Tomlin, 64, at home against San Diego. Started out the year pretty darn solid. He has struggled of late. Struggled, just putting it lightly, 1.9, 7.6, 5.7. His last three starts, four, four, five earned runs. He had even four earned runs prior to that, but he had seven Ks for 15-9. He had a minus six, but then prior to those, not bad. It's hit and miss with Tomlin. But he has K upside, and he's facing a San Diego team, as we know. Strikes out almost 26% of the time, first right-handed pitching. Tomlin's K rate's only 17%, but when he's had those matchups, he's been able to get the strikeouts. Doesn't walk many guys, so the ball's in play a lot, which isn't always good for a hard contact fly ball guy like tomlin so it's risky as risky can be san diego has a team total of 429 it's about seventh or eighth on the night lefties 310 righties 369 they have a subpar woba versus righties it's a gamble it's a punt it's 6400 bucks dylan bundy 6300 he has struggled of late the hard contact rates through the roof uh five three six four runs in his last four starts but the strikeouts have been up, 7 and 8 in his last two. Those were both at Tampa, or against Tampa, which says a lot, because they strike out like crazy. But you got Dylan Bundy facing Minnesota in a nice pitcher's ballpark in target field. Strikes out 22%, or Minnesota, strikes out 22% of the time versus righties. Uh, Bundy in the last 30 days, fourth worst on the barrel tip. I mentioned Cueto's struggled; he was third worst. Bundy's fourth worst, getting barreled 8.5% of the time. Walking almost 12%, which is really killing him. But he's striking out almost 23%. So it's pick the gamble you want to roll with. Does he have the control tonight and get you the strikeouts, or does he not? It's basically Minnesota. Um, The other thing, they have a high team total of 507 at the moment, the fifth highest on the evening. Um, Lefties hit 334, righties 323 off Bundy. Very risky. To to me, if I'm going to risk, because Tallman and Bundy, there's upside, but there's tremendous risk. If I'm going to gamble... I'm gambling for $4,700. That's $1,700 cheaper than Tomlin, $1,600 cheaper than Bundy, and his name is Paul Blackburn. He allows you to pay for any high pitcher you want and still get bats. You can take a low, a mid-tier pitcher like Faria and get all the bats in the world. It's an intriguing play. Blackburn came up out of the minors, uh, made his debut against Atlanta, six innings, three hits, no earn, four Ks for 18.5 points. You know, you're not expecting that against Seattle. But if you look at Blackburn's bigger numbers, um, if the Fangraphs page wants to load, there it is. In A this year, he had a 79-2 thirds innings pitch, a 3.05 ERA, um, a 6.33 K per 9, walk per 9 of around 3. Ground ball rate 55.3%, Babbitt, of 265. If you look uh, deeper, is K rate. Throughout the minors, wavered around seven, 16 to 17%. So, not a huge K guy. His walk rate was about 5 to 6, which is not bad at all. He's always kept the average about 240 or below, 250 below. Babib hasn't been a concern. He's been pretty darn decent um, as a whole. When you look at ground ball rate in the minors this year, 553 Throughout his minors' career, it was 55 to 60% ground ball guy, which you absolutely love. Um, they don't have the hard contact rates in the minors. He had, got hard contact at 22.2% of the time in his debut, if you want to take that for anything. That's extremely small sample size. Um, but, yeah, big-time ground ball guy, which is a plus. A little bit of a K guy, 17%, not outstanding, but there's a little bit there. So that's your little deeper dive into Paul Blackburn. He's $4,700. And you're facing Seattle, who strikes out 21.4% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So you have that upside going for you. Uh, they have a team total of 475, which is middle of the pack. They do have power. You can't hide that. You saw it yesterday in this play against Vargas. Uh, they can hit righties just fine as well. But for $4,700, you're looking for 10 points, maybe a little more. There's no pitch count worries with him. He's go- he can go at least 100. So as long as he doesn't get blown up, the upside's tremendous. And he's against a Seattle team that they're like hit and miss. They might blow up. They might not. They might get three runs. You really don't know what you're going to get with Seattle at all. Really don't. It just depends on the day with them, but at forty seven hundred bucks, it's a gamble I am worth taking. If he blows up, it really—how many times have you paid for an outfielder that gets you a zero at forty seven hundred bucks and you still cash? That's all you're doing. But now you can buy even better bats. So the trade-off in saving money—that money you get to disperse through your bats—get you a boatload more points. You got to think of it that way too. So if Blackburn even only gets you five or six, but you get two more, you know, forty five hundred dollar plus bats in your lineup that both go yard. Well, instead of, boom, there's 14-plus points right out the gate for both of them. Look at the big picture, not the small picture. Blackburn at 47 makes for a very, very interesting gamble tonight. So your punts, it's Tomlin, Bundy, Blackburn. In the order, I'm going Blackburn, Bundy, Tomlin. Recapping all your pitchers up top, I'm going Sale, then Hill. Geo McCullers are kind of 3A, 3B, and then Berrios, but... um, Berrios, Gonzalez, and even McCullers to an extent. but Really, Berrios and Gonzalez, GPP-wise, I think could be really, really intriguing. Middle of the pack, Faria and Lamette. Faria, I'm in love with. He might get destroyed. He really might, but I'm in love with this kid. Um, and then Lamette's an intriguing GPP play. Then you go down below, Blackburn, Bundy, Tomlin. So it just depends on your risk-reward not all these guys are going to pay off. We got lucky a few nights ago. Where almost all of them paid off, but you look at last night. I don't think one of the punts. Miranda didn't do bad for fifty nine hundred, but a whole, per- Perdomo at five k wasn't bad either. But as a whole, pitching wasn't great last night. There's tons of offense, so take your gambles where you wish. Let's look at the bats. Kick it off at the catcher's position. We are led by Evan Gaddis forty two hundred versus Liriano. We love Gaddis versus lefties plus Liriano. Not great at baseball. Uh, Astros' bats are on fire. Gaddis, 9, 19, and 8 in the last three games. Um, they destroyed uh, Atlanta's pitching. They faced lefties the last two nights. They got another one tonight. Astros, phenomenal play tonight. Um, they have the, they should have the, one of the highest. Uh, 4.76 total. Lefties, 3.17. Righties, 3.48 off Leriano. Um You got Austin Barnes versus Robbie Ray at 38. If you want to go there, I'd. Robbie Ray, I know he's struggling. He's been giving up some loud contact. So if you want to go there, I have no problem with it. Good GPP play. I just don't know if I'm going to pick it on him. Tyler Flowers versus Gio Gonzalez at 34. If you're not playing Gio, it's very intriguing. Jason Castro at 32 versus Bundy. He has tremendous upside the way Bundy's been getting hit hard. Lots of upside there. If you're fading Chris Sale, I have no problem building some Tampa lineups if you're fading Sale. Sale is like extremely dominant. So zeros across the board, very possible. But there's tremendous power, and one is Wilson Ramos at 3,200 for Sale. I don't mind it all. He's been hitting in the middle of that lineup since his return. Mike Zunino versus Blackburn at 32. Zunino went deep again last night. Very solid play. Uh, <clears throat> as you go down some more, you got the likes of Chris Iannetta at 2,900 versus Rich Hill. If he gets to start. Matt Wieters versus Fulty, lefties crush fulton Even though he's pitched well his last two, I can never get Fulty right. So I will probably rarely recommend him unless I see more consistency. Just like, you know, Rich Hills, Tanaka's of the world. I'm starting to get on board now. They're starting to show me something. I need to see more from Fulty. Every time I think he figures it out, he goes get blown up. His worst start of the year was against uh, Washington in Washington. And he had like minus 18 DraftKings points. Pretty sure I had him that night. So Wieters... For 2900 bucks, people will say Fulty would be a great GPP play because no one's going to play him, which is true. If you really want to gamble, knock yourself out. Um, as you go down some more, you got the likes of Russell Martin at 26, which I'm not in love with um, in that one. Um, Down low is not a ton of options unless we see some lineups where it works out. Bruce Maxwell at 25 versus Gavaglio is not bad. The lefty matchup there. Jeff Mathis at 22 versus Rich Hill, if you really want to go down the well, isn't bad either. I can see that being an option for you. Going over to first base, you're let off with Polly Goldie at 49 versus Rich Hill, if you're fading Rich Hill. Cody Bellinger at 46. Uh, Encarnacion 45, They mentioned the loud contact that Lamette can give up. It is intriguing. Um, he is really good against right. though. really, really good. So it's... If you want to, the actual foul. Justin Smoke is on fire. He's 4,500. Lomo took Chris Sale deep this year. He's 4,500. Not saying go run to play him, though. Just saying he's taking him deep. Um, you got Ryan Zimmerman versus Fulty at 42 is not bad at all. Uh, Yonder Alonso, 4K versus Gavaglio is really good. He goes overlooked so often, so often, and he's a phenomenal play again tonight. Will Myers versus Josh Tallman. I mentioned Tallman could be a GPP play, but at the same time, Tons of hard contact, especially of late. Um, tons of fly balls. Will Myers at 38 could be in for a nice night. Uh, I believe he did a little something Yes, He had seven points last night, averaging 7.2 his last 10 games. Not bad there. Um, always low owned. Yuli Guriel, I've been riding him. The guy is on fire. He didn't do too much last night, only six points last night, but averaging 12.4 his last 10. Before last night, 23, 28, 28. A zero, then a twelve, a three, then a sixteen, and an eight. He is on fire. He's facing a lefty and Liriano in that ballpark. Gurriel at thirty five hundred is not, or thirty six, not bad at all. If Adam Lynn cracks the lineup, he's thirty six versus Fulte, uh, really good left-handed bat against righties in that matchup. Uh, Trey Mancini versus Barrios. If you're fading Barrios, thirty five with power upside. Mitch Moreland thirty three versus Faria. Moreland is slumping. Good matchup for him. I love Faria, like I keep saying, but Lornan is slumping. That's why his price tag's all the way down to thirty three. Um, Kendris Morales went deep yesterday. He's thirty one. Continues to be just not appreciated, and I think it's because everyone's playing smoke. And you can only play one or the other. So DK's algorithm about ownership has changed Kendry's pricing quite a bit. Second base, Jose Altuve at fifty two versus Liriano is great. Altuve is on fire. Big night last night. Well, Astros have been big all together, but. Averaging 14.1 his last 10. He had 22 last night, 32 the night before, 3, then 14. He is crushing it. Loves hitting lefties. Um, Daniel Murphy, 5K versus Fulte. Really good career history versus Fulte. No problem with that play. Just remember watch the weather in that matchup. Robbie Cano at 48 versus Blackburn. If you're not using Blackburn, that's a really great play. Uh, Jose Ramirez versus Lamette at 46. I love lefties. Crush Lamette. Jose Ramirez is crushing everybody. And he's not the highest-priced guy for once, like he has been. So he might go a little more overlooked, or he might get a little more. Tough to decide. But at 46, he's definitely in play. Power upside with Scope versus Barry at 42. Chris Taylor versus Lefty at 42. Brian Dozier's down to 39. I like that quite a bit against Dylan Bundy. If you're not using Bundy, the Twins are definitely in play the way he has struggled of late. So Dozier at 39. Uh, Pedroia swinging it well at 39, if you want to go there. Got Jed Lowry versus Gavin Aglio at 36. I like a ton. The A's are cheap, like normal, and they're definitely in play. Jose Perella, $3,400 is raking. 18 points last night facing Tomlin for a very intriguing play at $3,400. Kiki Hernandez is only 33 versus Robbie Ray. He's second base outfield eligible. I can get behind that kind of a play if you need him. Uh, Eric Gonzalez got the start for Cleveland last night. He's second base shortstop eligible. He batted ninth, got you 12 DraftKings points. He's always an intriguing punt play, but he is right-handed. So watch out. Uh, some more Brandon Phillips, only twenty nine versus Gio, which I like a ton. If you're not using Gio, there's a tremendous upside for twenty nine hundred bucks versus Gio. Lots, lots of upside at twenty nine hundred bucks. That's probably the lowest second baseman I'd go with on the slate. Going over to third base, Miguel Ceno, forty seven versus Bunnies, definitely in play. I mentioned Jose Ramirez, Justin Turner is on fire. Just amazing numbers. He's forty four versus Ray. We definitely have no problem playing him. I know Ray's great. You're not. You're not. He's struggling. You're not targeting Ray, but at the same time, you can. Rendon at 43 versus is not bad at all. Uh, Donaldson, I, has, he's struggling so much. Always in play, but he's struggling. Matt Chapman power upside at 4K versus Gavaglio If you want to go there, he's been not hitting for much of an average. A buck 54. He hasn't even homered yet. But the power upside's there. He's kind of like Matt Olson. Eventually, he's going to get it going. But I don't know if I'm going to pay 4K for him just yet. But GPP, it's intriguing. You got Eduardo Escobar at 38 versus Bundy, Manny Machado at 38 versus Berrios. There's always upside there. Kyle Seeger's only 37 versus Blackburn, which is not bad. You got Longo versus a lefty at 36. If you're fading sales, not like your normal lefty. I mentioned Spangenberg yesterday. Hope some of you gambled on him. 18 points went deep. He's averaging eight point three points his last ten games. He's facing Tallman at thirty five. He's third base outfield eligible. He makes for a nice GPP play tonight. Uh, Alex Bregman, who I've been rolling with a lot, he's only thirty five hundred. I like him quite a bit. Seven more points last night, averaging seven point one. He's a part of that bottom stack I like with Gurriel, Bregman, and he can swap around to Springer, Altuve if he wants to get two cheapies, thirty five and thirty six hundred, and get two expensives. Makes for interesting matchups there. Especially with Cray out, it helps a lot. Uh, Ryan Healy's been out for the last three or four days, so keep an eye on that. But he's only 35 if he cracks the lineup. Trevor Pluse, 31 for Tampa Bay. He has really good history against Chris Sale. Lots of at-bats when he was with Minnesota. As you go down some more, you got the likes of, uh, is he third base? Eligible? Yeah, Johan Camargo. If he gets to start, if he gets to start, for Atlanta, now they have Freddie Freeman also back. He's 2100 bucks. He had 12 points last night. He averages five points his last 10 games. I love using this kid. I loved using him when uh, before Freddie came back. So if he cracks the line, if he's 21, as a decent punt. Shortstop, Correa's been out. I don't think they'll want to rush him back, but if he's back, he's 51. Gene Segura is a great play at 45. Continues to crush it. Big night last night at 26 points. Went deep. He's averaging 10.8 points his last 10 games. He's a solid play against Blackburn. Chris Owings versus the lefty at 41 is okay. Bogarts went deep yesterday. He's 4K. Franklin Barreto's up to 4,000 versus Gavaglio. I can't say no to that anymore. He's had a couple of good games in a row. And Gavaglio's 11th worst on the barrel. Fifty, getting barreled over 6% of the time right now, striking out less than 15%. So Barreto at 4K. Uh, I didn't want to pay it at first, but he had five points last night. He had the walk-off the night before. Seems like it's hit and miss, but they're running with him. Interesting play at 4K. But you can get like Lindor at 39. I'd rather have Lindor. I know what I'm getting with Lindor. Barreto maybe GPP-wise, but Lindor's a lot safer at 39. Uh, remember I mentioned Eduardo Escobar at 38. Tulo's only 33 if you want to punt without playing McCullers. You got Polanco at 32 for Minnesota. Man, I'm all kinds of congested today. This is crazy. Allergies, I tell you. Uh, Timmy Beckham, if you want to fade sale, he's 32. Obviously, the Tampa Bay Bats are going to be cheap. I'm just not all aboard fading sale, but if it hits, it's a great play. Uh, As you go down a little lower, uh, Adam Rosales, if he gets to start again, he's Uh, 2,900. 10 points on the third, and then he hasn't played much else. So keep an eye on Adam at 29 as a potential punt. As you go there... uh, if Wilmer Defoe cracks the lineup, twenty eight hundred. Stephen Drew's twenty eight. One of them should be playing shortstop. They're twenty hundred bucks each. A guy I've been rolling with as a punt. He's been okay. Wee Lin. I told you I'll probably keep butchering that one. I try to get most names right because I've been holding this back, but I get so annoyed by these quote unquote touts that can't re- they can't say a name, even after messing it up two or three times, they can't figure it out. And they act like they watch baseball because they just, quote unquote know everything, but all they do is stare at a computer. And whenever their computer tells them to play, that's what they're telling you. They don't even know baseball apparently because they can't pronounce some of the simple. Mejia Alberto Mejia, not Magia. Magia. whatever the hell the guy. Like it's unbelievable how they pronounce these. I'm sorry, I had to say it annoys the crap out of me. If you're a big baseball fan like you say you are, learn the goddamn names. Dansby Swanson, twenty seven hundred bucks versus Gio Gonzalez. Is not bad at all. I got Etch at 2400 versus Sale. But I wouldn't really go there if I was you. So, Sorry about the ramp, but I had to do it. A um, couple good options there at shortstop. Wrapping it up with the outfield. Mookie Betts, 54. Betts is a great play for fading Faria. I don't mind it at all. Bryce Harper versus Folty at 53 is outstanding. George Springer, 5K, is on fire. His hitting streak is bananas. 29 points last night. His last 10 games... Averaging 17.1 points. That is nuts. 29, 31, 12, 0, 10, 2, 32, 25, 18, 12. That's his 10-game log. That's awesome. K with a Chris Davis, 47.9 versus Gavaglio. Uh, Benintendi at 45 versus Freya's got upside. Kepler at 44, I like a lot versus Bundy. Nelly Cruz at 44, not bad at all. Did you see you went deep against the lefty yesterday? Steven Souza's 43. Josh Reddick, 42. Eddie Rosario, some power upside versus Bundy at 41. The Twins are priced up tonight. Chisholm, Hall, 4K, a lefty versus Lamette. Keep an eye on that one. Um, Robbie Grossman at 39, I love. they Put putting him towards the top of the order. He's an on base machine. I love that. With, with occasional power upside. Ben Gamel at. Uh, 3,900 versus Blackburn, that could be a sneaky value. He's below 4K, tremendous upside, 10 points last night. Uh, had a couple of rough games in between, but the upside with Gamble is huge against a guy like Blackburn, who I like as a Gamble, but I'm not expecting him to shut him out either. So I expect Seattle to do a little damage against him. And at 3,900 bucks, that's not bad that upside at all. Uh, AJ Pollock's back, he's 3,900. Jock Jam's 39. Got the Trump Bomb at 38. C Dick at thirty, cheapest you'll see him in a long time, but it is Chris Sale after all. Jackie Bradley Jr. is only thirty overs for you. There's upside there. Hunter Renfro and Manny Margot, thirty seven hundred each against Tomlin. Both good plays. Renfro the power upside. He's pretty much going to do maybe an extra base hit, most likely a home run if anything. Margot could string together a multi hit game for you with power upside. So both thirty seven hundred. Spangenberg at 35, who I really, really like today. Uh, he might go 0 for now, but I like I play him a lot. And this is one of the higher prices I've seen him. He's a really good left-handed bat. Mitch Hanniger at 35 is not bad. Bradley Zimmer led off at 3,400 tonight, he led off last night. Didn't do too much, but uh, I like this kid a lot. And when they put him in a good spot like that, it's not bad at all. Uh, da, 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 da. If you go down some more, you got Yasiel Puig at 3,400. Matt Kemp, 34 versus Geo, great history. Inciarte, 34 versus Gio. Really good history as well. Keep an eye on both of those. Seth Smith leading off against Barrios at 33 is intriguing. Jacob Brugman, he's 3,300 versus Gavaglio. And he went deep yesterday for the second time in, his, in the season. Uh, he doesn't put together big games often, but he's a punt at 3,300. Kiki Hernandez at 33 as well. Brian Goodwin, left handed bat versus Folti at 33. I like that a lot if that game plays. Matt Joyce leading off for the A's at 32. Joyce has put together a few good games here of late. He's averaging 7.5 points his last 10 games. Back-to-back 16-point plus or 16 point performances. Uh, not a bad play against Gavagliel tonight leading off for Oakland at 3,200. like that a lot if you're going cheap. If you're going cheap. Uh, yeah, Kevin Millar at 31 versus McCullers. He had a big game yesterday against the Yanks. As you go down some more, you got the likes of Malik Smith, 3K. You're not going there. Nick Marquega's 3K, maybe. Adam Jones, 29 versus Barrios. There's a lot of upside there. Uh, Jake Marisnik, 29 versus Liriano. If he makes the lineup, he bats low. He could be a part of your Bregman-Guriel stack at the bottom. He's a righty with power. He's facing Liriano in a great hitter's ballpark. There's upside in that matchup. When you're looking at punts, you're looking upside. Matt Olsen, he's 2700 versus versus Did He get? He did get sent back to Triple I was wondering, I didn't see any headlines, but he hasn't been in the lineup in great matchups. So he's back in A. so you're not using him at $2,700. That's a shame because that's a great spot tonight. Um, as you go down some more, uh, Peter Borges, he's 2500 versus Sale. Uh, good chance he's in the lineup if you really want to get weird. But he'll probably strike out seven times. Um, other than that, nothing else below Pitor Borzo. I know I pronounced that wrong on purpose, just like you know. But um, interesting slate, to say the least. You're pitching up top in this order, Sale, Hill, Gonzalez, McCullers, Barrios In the middle, Faria, LeMet. Down below, Blackburn, Bundy, Tomlin when you're stacking it up. Uh, Cleveland versus Lamette, lefties are 421, hit a 421 clip. Righties, he does very well against. So pick your poison. There's a lot of lefties in that Cleveland lineup, but a lot of strikeouts for Lemet. So it's an interesting, interesting debate. Minnesota 5.07 total versus Bundy. Lefties hit 334, righties 323. Bundy's been getting hit hard a lot lately. Nationals versus Folty should be chalky, 496 total. Lefties 345. Uh, Houston versus Lariano, 4.76 total. I love that play. If it's not chalky I'd be shocked. Lefties in 3.17, righties 3.48. And the Astros' bats are just on fire. You got Seattle versus Blackburn if you want to go there. Not a problem if you do. Baltimore versus Berrios, 4.43 total. Lefties 3.44, righties 3.41. Berrios has struggled the last two, so if you want to fade him, I understand. But Baltimore's lineup, they're so bad, so inconsistent. But you never know. A sneaky stack I like are the Padres, a 429 total. Lefties 310. Righties are 369 versus Tomlin. That's why I like Margot, Myers, Perella, um, Renfro. I still love Spangenberg. Don't deviate from that that narrative. But there are some really nice options. The total's not as high as you'd like, but there are intriguing options. Oakland versus Gavaglio. lefties only 287. righties 354. K with the Chris Date. K with Chris with the K Davis, anybody? I still like the lefties at 287. He's been going to hit hard so much. And, you know, that your lowest total is that you're facing McCullers, Ray, Faria, Gonzalez, Sale Hill, all pitchers we are looking to target. So lots to like on your seven-game evening slate. You have the four-game early, seven-game evening. Uh, hope you guys do well. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at BDEntrick. I'll help you as best I can. Hit me up with your questions. I tweet whenever I can. I was busy yesterday afternoon, so couldn't get too much out to you. Um, We will be recording UFC 213 preview with a little splash of the tough finale tonight with Dougie and Doc and myself. So that'll be awesome. We got NASCAR this weekend. Tons coming up at the Sports DJs. Check us out at the SportsDJs.com. More importantly, good luck tonight. Interesting day, day slate. You might want to get weird. Just saying. And then you got a fun, a fun evening slate with all those top price pitchers. They're not all going to pitch well. That's just baseball. That's going to make or break the evening. And just depends on how much you want to gamble for the upside or do you want to quote-unquote play it safe and hope those are the only ones that do well. So good luck with that. It's lots of fun. Hopefully, we make some money tonight. And more importantly, I'll catch you tomorrow on our Friday edition of Quick Hits. But, but this is your Thursday, July 6th edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. I'll catch you guys later. I'm out.